Welcome to the online home of St. John's Episcopal Church. We're so glad you've joined us. Today's service for the last Sunday after Pentecost, Christ the King, is sung by the St. John's Youth and Adult Choirs, and the sermon is by the Reverend Margie Baker. You can click below to see the Sunday Bulletin, and also click the link to visit our donation page, where you can help support our ministry and make these weekly live streams possible.
be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people. It is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you, your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold. And they shall be fruitful and multiply. 
I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer, or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord. strength, a very present help in trouble. Though its waters rage and foam, and though the mountains tremble at its tumult, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. are shaken. God has spoken, and the earth shall melt away. Come now and look upon the works of the Lord, what awesome things he has done on earth. Be still then. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. from the letter of Paul to the Colossians. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. 
He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. When they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching Jesus on the cross. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Children wishing to go to Children's Chapel are welcome to follow Bill Eakins to the Education Wing. I speak to you in the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This week, it was hard for me to write a sermon. Not because I didn't find anything in this, in this week's readings to talk about, but because I found so many things, and I love them all, and I want to talk about all of them. And sermons are not supposed to be five hours long. That's what I've heard. I love Christ the King Sunday. It's our yearly reminder that as Christians, our ultimate allegiance is to God in Christ, to God incarnate, to a Jewish man from Nazareth who pointed the way to the reign of God and flipped upside down the narrative on kingly power. And I love this passage from Luke, especially the interchange near the end 
between Jesus and an unnamed criminal. So I have trouble not gushing. At one point, I had 11 pages of notes. On my way to work on Thursday, however, an idea popped into my head which distilled the gushing at least a little bit and focused my out-of-control enthusiasm into a more manageable idea. I think that encountering Jesus, really encountering him, breaks open the everyday world and shows us God's kingdom. And when that happens, we cannot help but be changed by it. The Gospels really are a series of stories about people who meet God in Jesus of Nazareth and are transformed. The disciples who leave their lives behind to follow the way. Zacchaeus climbing a tree to catch a glimpse of God. The unnamed people healed of their infirmities, made whole and hopeful. They experience the kingdom up close, in God incarnate, and they can't go back to their past lives. Their allegiance has shifted. They meet Jesus, whose name means God saves, Emmanuel, whose name means God with us, and the world breaks open. It breaks open in the sense that they see the gap between what is and what God dreams for each of us, and they choose that better road. And they do not choose it quietly. The people Jesus calls, the people Jesus heals, can't help but share the good news. They proclaim, they evangelize, simply because they've come near God's love and mercy, and it gushes forth from them like a well. They have to share it. They are new people. Jesus encountered people of all sorts, but the ones that stand out to me the most are the ones for whom life had become unbearable, because it is there that the change is most dramatic. The demoniac chained among the tombs, Jesus heals him and he is ready to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, ready to follow Jesus. The woman bent over double with pain for years, who had only to touch the hem of Jesus' cloak to be healed. The lepers, who couldn't come near their families or friends, who are healed in body and cleansed, restored to their communities. And also this man hanging on the cross, who sees nothing but a painful death before him, and puts his trust, his faith, in the only thing that doesn't perish. This is what catches me every time I hear this passage, a criminal hanging on a cross in real agony sees in Jesus the only thing that lasts, the only hope beyond the pain of right now. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He looks at Jesus and doesn't just see a man condemned by Rome. He sees mercy. He sees the divine. He experiences repentance, forgiveness, and grace in what should be a God-forsaken moment. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. 
This man's world is broken open and transformed, just like the others who encounter Jesus. His life is made better and richer, even if it can't be made longer. I can't imagine what it feels like to die such a death, but I can imagine the immense relief in knowing, really knowing, that I'm not alone, and that God's love doesn't end at the grave. Money ends, earthly kingdoms end, power and prestige end, but God's kingdom doesn't end. God's kingdom endures even past the point of death. Isn't it a little amazing that this is our gospel text on Christ the King Sunday? Christ the King Sunday is the final day of the church year, and it's a day set aside to celebrate the reign of Jesus. Jesus' kingship is absolutely apparent in this gospel, but it's in kind of an unexpected way. The kingdom of God is the only thing that lasts, and the cross <laughs> reminds us all that Jesus reigns over all of it, even the awful parts. He is with us in our pain, with us in the hardest parts of our lives. Like the image on the cover of our bulletin, the gospel situates the kingship of Jesus in the crucifixion. It's okay to get out your bulletin and look at the cover because it's really pretty. <laughs> this special cross is called the Christus Rex, Christ the King. And it's one of the oldest representations of Jesus. The tension is beautiful. It doesn't negate the pain of the cross. Instead, it hallows it. It sanctifies it and marks the cross as a sort of throne for the true king. Jesus' kingship means that the worst thing is never, ever the last thing. That mercy and forgiveness are always possible and that God is always present. We encounter Jesus a little differently today than those people in the gospel stories. Jesus isn't here, fleshly, walking around and healing and forgiving and calling us to follow. In a real sense, however, Jesus is everywhere, in less recognizable but just as life-altering ways. We have the opportunity to meet Jesus in the faces of everyone we encounter, but especially in the poor, the hungry, the lonely, the stranger. We encounter him in the weekly celebration of bread and wine right here at this altar. His body and blood shed for us, a reminder that God's love is so vast and so merciful that God became human and lived a life of sacrifice showing us what it means to live fully for God, even when it means dying for God. We encounter him through prayer and through living a life built on love of God and love of neighbor. All of these encounters make space in our hearts for more love, more mercy, more forgiveness. All of these encounters can remind us of where our allegiance lies if we're willing to pay attention. We also encounter Jesus in those moments when life no longer holds together as it should, 
in the suffering we experience when our lives fall apart. When life as it is no longer works, when I feel a little bit broken apart by the world, God is still there, in the cracks, just as God has always been there. When we are chained in the metaphorical hinterland, when we are doubled over in pain or grief or anger, when we are isolated from family and friends and community, Jesus is there too, still offering healing and love and mercy, still inviting us to live the kingdom life. When we encounter Christ, when we glimpse that kingdom, our vision shifts and we know, really know, that God is with us. There is nothing that can separate us from God's love, not sin, not even death. God is there with us in our worst, most horrible moments, not promising to make them go away, but promising that the worst part is never the end. The reign of Christ in the here and now doesn't mean we don't suffer. It doesn't mean we don't experience loss. It doesn't mean we don't sin. Instead, it means that all of it, all of it, is redeemed by the king who accompanies us in our pain just as he preceded us through death to God's kingdom. It's a promise that God is with us in the imperfect now and that God's perfect kingdom will come. The true king, Emmanuel, stretches out his arms in love even on the cross and invites us into the kingdom that lasts. Truly, I tell you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Amen. We believe in one God. Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, and we believe in the one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, light and light, true God of true God, begotten of the of one being of the Father, who in all things remains, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. Thank you. 
Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, we, your people, praise you, we exalt you, and we bless your holy name as we bring, you to our, bring to you our needs and those of others. On behalf of all who are governed, we pray that those who hold great power in the lives of their people will lead as Jesus did in the spirit of compassion, wisdom, and service. God is our refuge and strength. We pray for your people, the church, that Jesus will rule over how we spend our time and our money, how we speak and think, how we work and worship. God is our refuge and strength. We pray that Christ, who revealed his power over wind and wave, and through whom all people are reconciled to God, may bring peace and calm to those whose lives are troubled. We pray especially for those on our parish prayer list and those whom we remember now. God is our refuge and strength, help in times of trouble. We pray for those who have died, that they may abide forever with Christ in paradise. God is our refuge and strength. We ask all these things through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, who live and reign as one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and thy name. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be always with you.
you. We are ending our liturgical year of the, of the church, and so it's hard to believe that next Sunday is going to be the first Sunday in Advent. And to celebrate and recognize that, we're going to have a faith forum for everyone, the entire generations, here at St. John's to make Advent wreaths. So please, make a point to come, and you can make a wreath to take home to your with your family or for yourself to help celebrate the new season of the church year. Also, I want to say thank you to everyone who has graciously and generously pledged to St. John's. Uh, it's so important to say thank you, uh, to acknowledge your generosity, and because without you, we could not be a church. We could not be here in this beautiful, sacred building, but most importantly, we could not to be able to go about and do the work God has given us to do to transform people's lives, as Margie said in her beautiful sermon. That's who we're called to be and to do. So with your generosity and faithfulness and service, it allows us to do this good work. Also, I would like to call your attention to these beautiful prayer shawls that you see draped over our kneeling rails, and I'd like to have Cindy come up. These are lovingly knitted by a prayer shawl ministry. This is symbols of tangible love and prayers that we give to people who need them for whatever reason. Sick, a difficult time in your life. But it's amazing how people respond when they are given these shawls. It's something that can wrap around them and feel the love and prayer and concern that this community is offering to them. So, Cindy, would you like to say a few words? Yes, good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to let you know that um, this, this is a ministry that has been going on since 2004 in this parish. And um, we, there's a small group of us who get together once a month and knit prayerfully together for a couple of hours. And then we all are home knitting, as you can see, um, quite often. <laughs> Um, and these parishals are, as, as Susan said, to be given um, out to parishioners and others. And I would just like to encourage you to think about whether you know someone who might like a prayer shawl or who you might like to give a prayer shawl. It doesn't have to be someone who's ill. Um, it could be someone you love and you just want to express that. Um, for any reason, if you would like to give a prayer shawl, um, or if you would like one of the clergy to give a prayer shawl, all you have to do is call the office. Um, if you're going to give it to give it yourself, if you come in and ask in the office, they will take you to where we keep the prayer shawls, and um, you can pick one out, or you can have the, the clergy send one or bring deliver one to someone. So please think about that. Um, we seem to have quite a few right now, <laughs> and would would love to see them um, be put to good use. So uh, thank you very much, and I hope you'll participate. Let us pray. God, we ask your blessings upon these prayer shawls, that they be a symbol of your love and compassion, that they be a source of comfort and healing of spirit for those who receive them. Help us to be mindful of the importance of reaching out in love and care and faith to use this as a vehicle to make a connection that we are all children of God. Bless these shawls and those who receive them and the hands that have made them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
are in your spiritual journey, know that you're welcome to come forward to see the body and blood of Christ, to uphold us, to sustain us for all the reasons that we are children of God. Also know that there's going to be a healing minister at the font during the Eucharist, so if you would like a prayer blessing for yourself or for someone else, please feel free to come forward. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the eye from Colin. Uh, this is, just, just hold it right there, uh, a real quick announcement about our Christmas festival, which is December 7th. Quickly coming up, Colin. Yep. So. Hi. Um, okay, I'll talk quickly about what I was going to say, but it's a reminder about the Christmas festival, December 7th. And um, one of the things that, that I remember just a few years ago with uh, the priest associate and an inter interim priest, Hope Beacons, is she always said that our blessings are vast and overflowing. And I can't help but seeing these prayer shawls feeling the same way. And I, for one, know someone who, who could really benefit from a blessing of one of these shawls. And it brings to mind that the festival is also gonna require that we share our blessings. And if you look uh, within the uh, bulletin, you'll see there's many, many ways to give. Um, across uh, many different talents that perhaps you have. I'm going to talk specifically around bringing furniture, uh, art, and antiques uh, for the art and antiquities area, which is going to be in the back of the church. Uh, furniture, especially end tables, hall tables, chairs, and more. Uh, framed and even art on canvas or board. Collectibles that are yearning to fulfill the saying, one person's throwaway is another person's treasure. And um, you can deliver them anytime. If they're large, you can call the office and we'll make sure that we're here to help you get them in. And anything before December 5th would be considered another blessing that is overflowing here to support the festival. Thank you. Also a quick reminder that we are having our Thanksgiving service, the Eucharist, at 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. A great way to begin the day with a sense of gratitude for all the blessings we have received. So walk again, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. For you are the source of light and life. You made us in your image and called us a new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven. We forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Christ has taught us. 
we are bold to say.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living images of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of the body of the Lord. Send us now into the world of peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. Life is short. We do not have too much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel with us. So be swift to love, make haste to be kind, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.
in peace to love and serve the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia.